y'all. I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. Oh, this is Caroline. This is your bloody happy hour. What day is it, Caroline? It's Thursday. And we're thirsty. And Anna bought us another thing of whiskey. (laughs) Anna, who are you? You're amazing, Anna. How did Anna buy us this whiskey, April? I think she did at Bloody Happy Hour. At Venmo? Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And then did she also send us some Skittles? If you're watching on the YouTubes, you can see that we also have Skittles. That's Caroline's chaser. I'm just trying to taste the rainbow. You're welcome. Wildberry. Thank you. Thank you. We're, we love the whiskey. Um, also, 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 oh, if you're yeah. a new listener, thank you for being a brand new listener. We actually just hit 5,000 downloads yeah. for the month. So you guys loved this past wow. month. What did we even talk about? I don't even remember, but thank you. We have it. We must be doing really good. <laughs> it must be because of all of my talking like this. Just kidding. We don't talk like that. It's just sometimes. Thank you. Every single one of you who have listened, continued to listen, sent to a friend. Continue to do that because 5,000 really isn't enough. Thank you. I think we should set a goal for 10,000. Yeah, real soon. Yeah, so but we we love the 5,000. Y'all are awesome. We do have some dedicated listeners. I love getting text messages and all these, um, whatever, comments on posts and stuff, yeah. like saying that they heard this or they liked this part or they didn't like this or I say like too much. Like, <laughs> like could you like tell me? Because I will try to fix it. I love also, it. those of you who put your bloody happy hour decal on your car, somebody saw it driving around town so we feel extra special so thank you for advertising bloody happy hour um new listeners listen this is a true crime podcast we get off just a little bit we always take it back and we have to laugh so that we don't leave here depressed so you know we think we're comedians so we hope you can appreciate the humor as well yeah it's it's true caroline are there any trigger warnings for today Listen. Oh, she just rolled her eyes. Listen, you're going to, j- yes, trigger, trigger, because you're going to be real fucking pissed at the uh, end of this one. Pissed. And there you go. And there's your, there's your F-bomb. For all you who are waiting for it, there it is. There it is. Let me tell you really quick that today, can I tell you what I saw in the sky? What? A shooting star. During the day? Oh. No, at, at uh, like 5.30 when I was working out this morning. Oh. I yes. went and I did a little walk, a lap or whatever. And have you ever seen a shooting star? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what did it look like? A little white thing? Yeah. No. This, I don't know if it was super close. Lacey saw it too. So I was like, uh, this is some I'm Austin not making, hair of shit. No. <laughs> it was like... 
so big and it was like a green trail like it looked like a uh, I didn't know what it was I've never seen his shoes I was like what is that and it was like a green trail like going through the sky it was huge I had to stop and at least for 30 seconds so I could think of my wish and then I wish for a wish I ain't telling you what it is because then it won't come true but I just had to tell everybody I saw my first shooting star I'm pretty sure it was like a meteor because it was so big and so bright and it was green or not Major Applewhite, Marshall Applewhite is coming back. He's on the UFO. I did think about that. Yeah. Uh, but I was actually had to go away from that thought because I was like, if this bitch is not going to come pick me up. The no. UFO? Yeah. Oh, you're not going to the next level. I know. So then I had to just go back to it, it was a shooting just star. Just make a wish. Oh, y'all <sighs> comment if you too have seen it. That way apparently, I know if there really was. Well, apparently this is the time for... A, these shooting stars to be shooting. Okay. okay. Let's do it. Okay. Not only am I a plumber, I am now a astrologist. Okay. <laughs> and now my faucet is leaking, not the handles. So it's I'm still, You're still working, working on, on my plumber degree. Do you know who Sherry Papini is, April? Yes. This bitch. This is where the trigger warning is coming in. I just had to just go into it because I can't even. Are you covering this story? I'm telling you, you probably don't even know. Y'all probably have heard about her, but if you haven't, even if you have, I guarantee there's some things because recently what was released was a 2020 episode about this. Okay, okay, okay. I haven't seen that. And let me tell you, well, you're about to listen to it basically because I had to suffer and sit through this episode, two-hour episode. And the reason I had to suffer is because her husband, Keith, is like the bigot I said like see now I'm gonna know when I say it he is I I don't think I've ever seen a guy cry so much mm. not just like I'm talking about it and there's like a little st- st- uh, like stream of tears like <gasps> like huffing and puffing crying eyes are sw- like just interview after interview and interview with the cops crying interview with the news people crying interviewing here crying 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 oh so we're gonna be pissed at him and sherry no we're not but he just is a and then he also reminds me of the guy you know how there's some guys there in all these adam sandler movies yeah steve buscemi do you know who that remember that guy oh the ugly guy what does he say he reminds me of this guy he's the he's the guy who like wants to go and like kill Adam Sandler because he was rude to him in high school. I think uh-huh. it's like in Billy Madison or something. Uh-huh. And he's like the creepy looking guy. And for some reason, this husband Keith reminded me of this guy. Mm. I think it's just the way his face is. And he would get like, when he was crying, he would like get red. Around, and it just like, he has this like kind of a high pitched kind of squeaky voice. And it, I'm like, no wonder this bitch tried to run away. <laughs> Okay, but let me tell you. So we have Sherry Louise Grath. She was born June 11th, 1982. Love her. Love 1982. In 2006, she's married to a Marine sergeant. And according to him, it was because she needed health care. And yeah. And so they actually never lived together. And they ended up getting divorced in 2008. And it didn't take her long because in October 2009... 
she found Keith Papini. Poor guy. She married him, and they end up having two kids, a son and a daughter, and they live in Redding, California. What did Keith do? Keith did something, and he was the only one that worked. She okay. didn't work. Okay. I can't remember where he worked. So that's all we have about her childhood because we don't really care about her. Just kidding. <laughs> they didn't really give much detail. But November 2nd, 2016. Okay. Keith is at work. Kids are at daycare. And Keith comes home from work, usually comes home, sees Sherry, the wife, and the kids. Well, and he's like, where's Sherry? She's not here. And where are the kids? So he's look, looking around, looking around, nothing, nobody. Calls the daycare. The get daycare is like, the kids are still here. Uh-oh. He's like, well, that's weird. Where's Sherry? Why did she not pick the kids up? So he goes and does what anybody would do, and he gets his phone, and he starts searching, find my iPhone, because he's looking for, I'm sure he picked up the kids, but yeah. looks starts yeah. looking for Sherry, find my iPhone, figuring out where she's where she is. So he pings her phone about a mile away, like they have, um, like where they go to their mailbox, it's like a bunch of mailboxes, mm -hmm. about a mile away from the house, he finds her phone. And her phone is there with some earbuds, and there's, like, some hairs. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Some hairs. So he takes a picture of it before he touches it or, or anything, and then he immediately calls the police, and he reports her missing. Okay. There's her phone, whatever. So a couple days go by, and all of a sudden this story just blows up, and it's all over the news. Is she cute? Because guess what? She's white woman, missing white she woman. She's missing white woman. Is she pretty too? I don't know that ever. I've just heard her voice. She is a tiny blonde girl who has blue eyes, blonde hair. Oh, America's sweetheart. But I cannot. She's got a lot of gums and I just don't like her. <laughs> I just, she has too many. I don't like her. I don't like her. See her? Oh, yeah. Can you okay. see her? Anyways. So, makes national news. There's press conferences. There's family that are looking for her. Strangers are looking for her. And several years before this, another girl, Tara Smith, had gone missing in the same area. And so, like, it kind of affected that family. And they were, like, really involved in helping and all this stuff. Keith's friends... They set up a GoFundMe. There's a reward that's set up. This GoFundMe ends up like raising almost $50,000. And I mean, everybody's just doing the most. So that was on. So she goes missing November 2nd. Okay. Question? No. Okay. November 11th. Okay. Nine days later, after the disappearance, investigators are still no closer to finding her. And they start like questioning the phone, the earbuds, the hair. They're like, I mean, th maybe this looks a little it's staged. Yeah. Like let's, let's really focus on Keith. Cause you go for the husband, obviously, yeah. yeah, obviously. And they were like, can you take a polygraph? And he's like, absolutely. He probably starts crying. Cause you know, he was crying this whole time. And can you imagine like his videos when we watched his videos, like when Chris Watts went, went, I mean, Chris Watts' wife, when Shanann went missing. Yeah. You knew. 
like right when yeah. you saw the video. You could tell this guy is like weak and like timid and like pushover. So people weren't even really I don't him. think so. I don't think they yeah. were. Okay. So he passes his polygraph and his like alibi is confirmed. His coworkers are like he was at work at the time of the disappearance. Nothing suspicious. Okay. So three weeks go by and it's Thanksgiving morning. And a trucker calls 911 and reports a lady on the side of the road who needs help. Oh. Okay. Wait, where are we? We are in Redding, California. Okay, that's right. 911. 911 emergency. What are you reporting? Hi, I have an emergency. There's a lady on the side of the road needing help. Do you know what's wrong with her? She's saying that she got kicked out of her boyfriend's... No! Okay, just, just be safe well, where you are. What What is she asking for? She's chained up, her vision's blurry, and she needs an ambulance. Do you see her chained up? Yes. Her name is Sherry Panini. <laughs> Can I talk to her? Here. Please, Sherry, I need you to listen to me. Listen to me. Do you know where you are? No. No. You've been in the car. Okay, take a deep breath, sweetie. Who chained you up? Do you know the person or were you kidnapped? No. Oh, no. Okay, listen. Listen, I have help on the way. Okay. Uh, did he say boyfriend? <laughs> yes. And Panini? He said boyfriend and oh, Panini. He was, a hungry truck driver. he was so hungry. He All he could think about was going to get that damn panini from wherever you get it subway did or they, wendy's did they have him on the 2020 yes that's from the 2020 i know but did they like talk to him separately? no no okay. no but he sounded like he really he was hungry he couldn't he didn't have time for all that <laughs> so she this so she's found like wow what is happening she immediately calls her husband and is like oh honey i love you i love you oh she's just freaking out she's a good actor she's, clearly where is she? So, this is, did I tell you what day this was? This was Thanksgiving Day. So, it's Thanksgiving morning. She's found on this highway. She's 146 miles away from Redding. Wow. So, she was, she had been to Costa Mesa. That's where oh, yeah. she was. And she had been missing for 22 days. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, she's over here freaking out all the things. She's immediately taken to the hospital. And she's, like, getting all of her injuries treated because, like, they're, first of all, everybody's shocked that she's alive. You don't go three weeks and, and come out alive. alive. Yeah. You d no. So, but, but not only are they shocked by that, but they're more shocked by her injuries. Now, do you know what kind of injuries she has? I remember one. What is it? Branding. Yes. She has injuries on her face, on her arms, on her legs, on her chest, on her back, bruises, cuts, her hair's chopped off, and she has lost so much weight. They said almost 15% of her body weight she lost. What? And she wasn't not, she was not big. 
No, anyway. So she was like, some. I heard somewhere like 84 pounds? How little was she? Before or after? I heard after. Okay. From, yeah. She looks like it. <clears throat> so the, there's also another injury, but I'll tell you about that. Okay. Her, also, her nose is, well, oh. face issues and injuries, and her nose is broken. Okay. So the detectives, now they, they want to talk to her. They get her cleaned up at the hospital. They collect her clothes. They do all the protocol things. Rape kit stuff? Yeah, they do. I don't know if they did a rape kit. I didn't hear anything about that. I don't know if she said she, I don't think she said that she was. Okay. So maybe they didn't do that. But they collected her clothes in order to get any DNA from her clothes. So then they go and they're like interviewing her and just this, they're like, wow, like this lady went through it. Like she has been beaten. She has bruises on her calves, on her arms, on her face, on her back. I mean, everywhere. She's just beat up. She's just beat up, April. And she's very reluctant to speak with the investigators. Oh. She was afraid because... The kidnappers told her that that she was going to be sold and be part of a sex trafficking ring. Oh. And that one of the people who had her was involved in law enforcement. Oh. So wow. she was scared to talk to law enforcement by herself because she thought it just wasn't going to work. That- so she's like... I need Keith to be in there with me while we do the interview. Okay. That makes everything better. Mm. She always needs Keith with her on all these interviews. She just needs him right there. So here is her story. That's okay. She says, November 2nd, she was out on a run in, in the neighborhood. A black SUV with two Hispanic Latino women, Hispanic oh, slash Latino women, because they're one and the same. An older one and a younger one who are both speaking a lot of Spanish. So when you say Latina, when it's a woman, Latino, when it's a male. Oh, okay. Two Hispanic Latina women. Yes. One older, one younger. And the younger one gets out of the SUV with a handgun. And guess Mm. what? Sherry froze. And she was instructed to get into the vehicle. So she got in. But first... She placed her phone on the ground with her headphones <laughs> along with some of her hair. Oh, she purposely did that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And the car starts driving, but she couldn't see anything because she had something wrapped around her face. So she didn't even know if it was daylight. Okay. She blind. <laughs> so she thinks that maybe they tased her, but she just doesn't remember. That's literally oh, how they she drug her. She too? doesn't. She doesn't remember, remember April. She doesn't they remember. Must have. But you know what? She all she knows is that her clothes were gone. Okay, and she didn't recognize the kidnappers because their faces were covered with masks. Okay. Okay. So, in addition to all these bruises that she had everywhere, just what you said, she had a brand on her upper right, the back, yeah, near her shoulder area. And she said that they brought in a table, they hit her back, they tied her to the table so she wouldn't move, and they hit her every time she moved, and when they branded her skin, it made a sizzling, popping sound, and then it hurt so bad, so bad, 
And the word that was branded on her was the word Exodus. Okay. From the Bible. Oh, hell. And you, you know what? the Bible into it. You know what? I also heard exit though. The verse that was on her was saying Exodus 21, 16, something to the effect of if anyone has kidnapped someone, they should be put to death. <laughs> okay. That's what they branded on her shoulder. Wow. Can you believe that? These human traffickers. Oh, they are yeah. just brutal. They're brutal. So after three weeks of torture, torment, starvation, beatings, they just decided to let her go. She doesn't know why. She has no idea why. They just decided to let her go. So police are like, okay, well, describe the suspects. And She'd be like, well, one was younger, one had long, straight hair, one had like kind of curly hair. Um, I don't, I couldn't, I don't really remember. I can't really see because I had this thing on my face. And then, like, her description was so vague, it took them a full year to come up with a sketch. No. Yes. Facts. So then she's going like. This first interview with them was like at the police station. And then now they're at the second interview where they're at her home. And this is just still a few days later. Okay. So in the second interview, it shows the video and she has this bandage over her nose while she's telling this interview. And she has her knee. She's like holding her knees into her chest with her arms around her knees. And, you know, Keith is right there because she can't talk without Keith. And she is providing so many details. Unique. To not remember. You, so, uh, she doesn't remember what these people look like at all, but let me tell you, she knows what that room looks like that she was held in. She knows about the cracks in the walls. She knows about all the things, dirty carpet, whatever she knows. She's going Amber Heard on me right here. She says she was held captive in this bedroom and there was just a single bed there was no artifacts in the room there was boards on the window and there was a chain around her waist and this chain was attached to a metal cable which was attached to a pole that went into the ceiling oh was she at aero castro i think she might have been and then she said that the chain had enough slack in it that she was able to get to the bed, but she wasn't able to get to the closet. I don't. Well, then she starts describing the bathroom and she's like, it was just a standard bathroom. There was like a crack in the tile. It was light colored tile that was speckled. There was a crack in the tile. It was always hands on the wall. It was really high pressure shower. And the first shower just hurt really bad. The burn was fresh. The water was running over it. And there was open wounds. I mean, this is a full quote. So we can go watch this video of her saying this? or is Yes. It, oh, this wow. is all on the episode of 2020. I know. And I'm going to play more for you. I'm going to play more for you in a second. Okay. So don't even leave. Do we need to? No. Thank you. I don't need time it. So she has all the details. And then um, 
within a few months, police start noticing some red flags because her story is not very consistent. Mm -hmm. And they start to realize that someone who is being sex trafficked, this isn't how they would be treated. If you're being sex trafficked and maybe our sex trafficking officer friend would know, but like, I don't think you want to mess up their looks. Right. You don't want to mess up their face. You don't want to change their look because that's what you're selling. Yeah. So they start putting all these things together and I don't know how they didn't figure it out sooner because she just seems like very dramatic. And then all of a sudden rumors are spreading that this could be a hoax. Good. A hoax? So a year passes. Okay, we finally have the sketches and these it's I'll post the picture. It's just black and white picture of these people with like a bandanas over their face. And it's the worst thing you've ever seen. <laughs> and it doesn't take them long. Um, like after. Okay. So they find the sketches and then they get her clothes. They get the clothes taken to get the DNA tested. They get uh, a result from the DNA that says, like, hits saying it was a male DNA was on the clothing. But if she was taken by females, why are there, why is there male DNA? But then they, like, try to match it to somebody who's in the system, but they don't have anybody in the criminal database that matches up with the DNA. So then they're just stuck. First time human traffickers. She's the first victim. Yeah. Yeah. It's not in the database. So this this male DNA that was on the clothing, no hits, nothing. Okay. So they're at like a standstill. Well, then they start searching her phone records. And then they find out that days before her abduction, she had been in touch with several different men. Uh-huh. And they started questioning her friends and they talked to her ex-husband. And her friends and her ex-husband both were saying that she did have a tendency to lie and to run away whenever she like, just wanted to get away from a situation. Mm, hmm. She's a runner. So one friend said, quote, this is how she used to deal with things as a child. When things got hard, she would just run away. The friend also said there was some infidelity issues in her background and that Keith even knew about it. Oh. So at this point, Papini is all over the place. She's Papinian everywhere. She's Papinian in California. She's Papinian wow. over everywhere. She's just Papinian. Every time we hear somebody I, lying, I'm never we gonna say Papini. That's a Papini. It's a Papini. That's a Papini. Her okay, stores all over the place. Because the what she's telling. First the kidnappers were branding her so she didn't run away. And then they branded her because her chain was rattling that was strapped around her waist. And then her kidnappers were like, oh, the person that wants to buy you wants you branded. So she keeps changing her story. And they're just like, we're really confused because the brutality, like the, the injuries that you have are so bad. Like how could, nobody could do this to themselves. So that's yeah. why they were like conflicted on whether, because they wanted to, I think that they, thought it was she was lying but then when they like questioned themselves they were like there's no way she's doing making this up there's no way you could brand yourself there's no way you could break your nose 
There's no way you could do all these things to yourself. Yeah. So that's why they just were kind of like, ugh. And then she also had told them that she did break her nose with a hockey stick. That time or before? or What do you mean? When? While she was there. She broke her nose with a hockey stick. Yes. On purpose. She tells them that right now? Or later this, on? Well, this is what she ends up telling. She ends up telling them this a le- later on, but that's just one of her main injuries. I'll tell you. Okay. So this is all in 2016, 2017. Well, a few years go by, and then all of a sudden, 2020 comes, and there is a DNA match oh. for the what was found on the clothes. So this man went to jail. No. 23andMe or whatever, whenever anybody, it's familial DNA. Okay. So how they do it is they can, apparently his dad maybe had did a DNA family test or 23andMe oh. to see what's your genealogy. Like yeah. I've done that. Like I'm in the system yeah. for sure. I needed to see how much black I had in me. <laughs> it was like only 1%. But so the dad did it. The DNA ends up hitting on the dad and then they see the the dad yeah. has the son James Reyes and James Reyes is an ex-boyfriend of Sherry Papini oh, and at- then Sherry Papini and James Reyes have a picture on Sherry's Facebook together from back in the day oh so this is the ex-boyfriend who the truck driver was talking about oh, or the goodness. boyfriend yes yeah yeah so, wow, what are the odds of this? This is crazy. <clears throat> Way to go, DNA. So, the police go to this guy's house, and they start questioning him. Okay. And I was kind of confused at first, but then I was like, oh, it's so it's been four years since this has happened, because it's 2020, and this happened in 2016. So, okay. the police are like, well, have you spoken to sherry papini hey like we're here about sherry papini have you spoken to her he's like not in a few years well because it was a few years and they eventually after almost an hour he finally like was confessing about all these things so she got away with this lie for four years yes because they had nothing they had had no proof proof. yeah she she almost got away with it okay and poor little Keith probably just been catering to her ass. And oh, he's just crying the whole time. He's just still crying. He's shedding he's tears. He's crying. He is dehydrated from all those tears. So he, Jay, the ex-boyfriend, James, goes on to tell police, Sherry lied to him. She was telling him that she was being abused by Keith and that she needed to get away and that she wanted him to come pick her up uh-huh. because... He was abusive, and there. I don't know how good of BJ's she gives. She doesn't look like she doesn't have a face for blowjobs. <laughs> like she has oh, a wow. lot of teeth, and she doesn't have big lips. Ooh. I don't know because who he drove nine hours. What nine to pick her up? And, and they and have have they been in touch? They before said, that? I don't know. She how, had been building this up. 
they had been talking and she was building up. How I'm sure. Was, but, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, apparently they had no sexual relations. I don't understand how. Oh, you drove nine miles and didn't get laid? Nine I hours. I mean, nine hours and didn't get laid? Exactly. I don't understand any of it. I don't believe it. But this is what he's saying. He tells them this and... The police start asking the guy, they're like, well, so what do, What do you know about these Hispanic Latina women and holding her at gunpoint? And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That I was never told about any of that. He's like, he says, she instructed me. She, I would love to instruct somebody. She instructed me to go get a rental car, to leave his cell phone at his house, drive the nine hours, pick her up in Reading, and he gets to his apartment in Costa Mesa and he gives Sherry the bedroom. He stays on the couch. Uh -uh. She asks him to put up plywood to block out the windows. (laughs) And she just stays in the bedroom watching herself on the news on her phone. And he just like notices like she starts losing weight and he's like comes home from work one day and she had chopped her hair off. And then he's like noticed she had these bruises and he said she just kept hitting herself. And then he said she asked him to go to the store to pick up branding supplies. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a branding kit? Uh, apparently. <laughs> I'm sure you can get it at Home Depot. Not Home Depot. What's the craft store? What's the craft uh, store? Like art. Wait. Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby. Or yeah. a or Ace Hardware. Stop. Yeah. No, like a I don't even know there was a branding kit. That was this tiny little. But listen, he she asked him to brand her. And you know what? He reluctantly agreed. Wait, did they go to the same How do you have Do they go to the high school together? I just know it's ex-boyfriend. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like high school love. How do you have two idiots like you should hear this guy you're gonna have to watch the episode i need to see what he looks like they didn't show his face but no they didn't show his face but there's pictures of him online okay i'll post all this stuff because i'm telling you he is like well i mean she didn't really complain at all about the pain she liked it she has no pain receptors it's (laughs) i've I've determined it you can't burn yourself and not and it doesn't hurt Listen, she was true to dedicated to her story. She was so dedicated. And then he said something about she asked me to uh, hit, hit a ho- hit a hockey puck off of her. Or something. That's why she was hitting the face with the science stick. Uh-uh. All of a sudden, so she's there for three weeks and then all and they do all this stuff. She's beating herself up. She's starving herself in the other room. She's making up all this stuff. She's getting branded, and then all of a sudden Thanksgiving rolls around, and she says that she misses her kids and she wants to go home. Jason, you just went to work every day and let this girl take over your room uh-huh. and create. You can't act dumb. You yep. know she was in the room. You, something was sketchy. Oh, I, I don't understand and then when how it he hit doesn't. The news. You know you saw it. Oh yeah, but I don't know why he didn't call bullshit earlier. I don't. I don't know how he did not get in any kind of punishment. He must have had some kind of deal I don't know about 
I, I that is very confusing to me, but it is what it is. So we're at August 2020. Now the police have this new information and they are like, bet, here we go, here we go. And they know it's a hoax and they call Sherry and the husband in for questioning. Four years later. Yeah. So they show, they, okay, so they get him in the questioning room, slide her over some pictures of the room, room. and they're like, it was a photo of the bedroom, photo of the bathroom, photo of the crack in the freaking wall, the speckled tile, photo of the pole. And it was like, we have found these. We have found the place that you were held. And Keith is over here like he's ex- like he is so excited. He's like, oh, we got these get people. Em. Let's get them. He's like in his seat just kind of like oh my gosh like he's sitting up like he's engaged and she just slowly like sinks back in her chair uh-huh. crosses her arms so he's super excited i'm pretty sure he started crying and then sherry's like oh i mean it looks similar but i don't think that's the same place uh, they had, this one has granite and the other one had formica so here's the interesting thing. The interesting thing is that she has two dumb. She found two dumbasses, two men that are that dumb to believe her. I know. She. I'm gonna play one more clip in a second. She. <coughs> they ask her. They're like, "Well, we have some uh, questions for you, and we have some stuff that we need to tell you. Do you want?" Keith to stay in here. Well, up until now, oh. she's needed Keith by her damn side every single second that any time anybody's talking to her. And then she looks at him and she was like, "Do you think you want to stay for this?" Like, of course he does. That's exactly what he said. He was like, "Absolutely." Yeah. Like, this is good. Like, why are you upset? This is great. <laughs> okay. And let me just play a little something for you. Oh, goodness. Because she's over here saying to Keith, I don't know if this part plays in here, but she's talking about she doesn't want police to catch the kidnapper because the kidnapper saved her life and is the only reason that she's able to see her children every day. Yes. Okay. This bitch. So there was one nice kidnapper. Yeah. Let her go. Isn't that nice? And now a word from our sponsors. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about 
a lot. Zach and I'm Mike and we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about bros foes and heroes it's the two of us looking into the world of comics breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of and some that are just absolutely ridiculous yeah so Zach comes up with a character each time and uh, I go into it just completely blind I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything and and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best. And we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> Bros and Bros and Heroes. Gonna tell you about pros and foes and heroes. Gonna tell you about. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house. Uh, do you mean? Could it be? The Bolter House. New from Rogue Media, two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore Poltergals, P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story.
and she's the reason why I get to hold my children every single day. The detectives go back in the room and pretty much lay this, this case out. Your DNA that was on you belongs to James Rice. We talked to him. We've been on a polygraph. We talked to everybody around him. We have the rental agreements, phone rental, car rental agreements. The reason why you lost so much weight is because you stopped eating. The reason why the brand is because he went to the store, bought the brand new tools and branded you. The reason why your nose was broke is because of a hockey stick. It's not an abduction. She asked me to come to get her. No. I rented a car. No. I drove up and picked her up. You, you passed the polygraph test, Sherry. That's not what happened. What did happen, Sherry? I don't know. No, there's no way it's James. There's no way. There's no way. The DNA doesn't lie. And she's like, no, no. You mean he's behind it? I just cannot believe that my ex-boyfriend is behind my kidnapping. Keith is in the room when they're identifying oh, yeah. and talking about the ex-boyfriend who she was allegedly with that whole time. Yeah, and Keith just, he gets up and walks out. He knew. Uh-huh. Were you surprised that she stuck to her guns even after you presented what, you know, appeared to be this incredibly compelling evidence? Not at all. She had uh, spun the story for so long that um, she believed it. That she wasn't going to come off of it. <laughs> they tell her that they have proof of phone contact with her and James, and that sends her spinning off into a, another direction. It's my fault that I was flirting with other men. It was such a stupid thing to do. <laughs> I love my husband. Sorry, I love with my children. That's it's understandable. Here's the deal, though, Sherry. Flirting with other men, not a crime. Lying to me today, yes, a crime. She just went into her cocoon state um, where she just tried to control the interview by crying, putting her head in her hands, not answering questions. So either, either. Wow. Okay. Jay, boy, James Reyes. R-E-Y-E-S. Yes. So he even, she even said, well, let me say Mexican woman. And that way, <laughs> if they find out it's him... I can pretend like, oh, well, maybe I had the Mexican part, right? Yes. Yeah, so now she's over here trying to say, I can't believe he was behind this whole mm -hmm. thing the whole time. I can't believe it. When they're like, bitch, we don't even come on no. now. Yeah. No. You got to stop. You got to stop. And Keith got done, got up at that interview and was like. Finally, Keith. Yeah. He did not trip over his tears. Keith knew. He didn't have the balls to ask her herself. She then goes on to say that she won't say anything else without a lawyer. And then Keith, they take her out of the room because they're like, all right, bet. Take her out. Bring Keith back. He's totally shocked. I'm pretty sure he peed on himself. He can't <laughs> even believe it. He tells investigators, I'm the idiot husband who stayed around the whole time. I'm like, okay, Keith, just, it's yeah. okay. Like, yeah. She was crazy and she's obviously manipulative because she was manipulating two guys. Yes. To believe her at the yes. same time. So here we are, March 2022. Okay. Yesterday. Sherry Papini is arrested and charged with making false statements to or making false statements and with mail fraud. 
And then mail fraud is using funds for the victim's compensation compensation board and she was using these the money that they got that, for therapy and they used it to like fix up their house uh, no <laughs> yes yep but keith can keith be in trouble for that too no because he didn't know yeah he didn't he for didn't therapy know. she was using, oh therapy because she was a kidnap victim yeah and so the that gun that GoFundMe right that people yes, raised yes okay. yes um, and so prosecutors ended up saying that this kidnapping hoax ended up costing the taxpayers like more than three hundred thousand dollars no yeah wasted resources and they in in April so a month after that they she decided to come clean and. Because she was facing 25 years, up to 25 years in prison for all of these crimes. Mm. And so she took a plea deal and she pleaded guilty because this way she didn't have to go to a trial. She didn't have to do anything else. She just was like, pled guilty. And she admitted to making the whole thing up. God. And poor Keith is over here and he makes a statement. He's like, my current fam- my current focus... He- his current focus is his kids. He files for divorce. And when she gets charged, like he finally files for divorce. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so he is trying to get full custody of the kids, which I don't know why that should even be difficult. You do not need that crazy yeah. lady any around those kids by herself at any point in time. Poor Keith. I know. Keith's probably still crying. So then she goes and she makes her statements and she's like, I am not choosing to stay frozen like I was in 2016. I am choosing to commit to healing the parts of myself that were so very broken. I'm guilty of lying. I'm guilty of dishonor. I stand before you willing to accept, to repent, and to concede. What was done cannot be undone. I cannot <laughs> even what was handle her. Why, though? Like... Did she, she didn't even do it to get laid. She, did she need a break? I think so. But, bitch, you didn't work and your kids were at daycare. I know. That was the number one clue right there. I think she just needed, like, listen, she is obviously so dramatic. She needs somebody else who is as dramatic. Keith was not dramatic. Keith was boring. And Keith cried. Obviously, so was Jason, because you didn't even go over there and do the dirty with him. Yeah. You just. She did not pick the right guy to fake kidnap her with. Her whole point, like, she had this planned out. She either planned it, she had to have planned it out before because she jumped right into it in the room or in the basement or wherever she was, right? Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, we had a great week of sex, but I want to go back. Let me start planning this. It was planned from, like, the beginning. She had to, yeah, she had to have. Because, I mean, she couldn't have been like, oh, hey, come get me nine hours away, like, the day before. He had to know. He, because she was telling the ex-boyfriend, oh, I'm being, he's abusive, he's this, he's that, he's whatever. But, like, you're going to just up and leave your kids then? I guess it's better than killing them. Well, that is definitely better than killing him. But listen, this that that's how dirty Chad was. He needed to have drama. His mom was all drama. She could not go a second without it. 
And if you don't have it, you create it. Wow. And I guarantee this Dan Papini was not getting her fill that wow. she needed. So create a kidnap. I- so she waived her right to appeal and she is scheduled to turn herself in on November the 8th for her 18 month sentence. Only is she going to have to pay? She's supposed to pay uh, $309,000, like, $309,000 in restitution and Obviously, we're like, I'll never get it. This bitch ain't even gonna be able to pay that money. Who's even gonna hire her? But I guarantee she's gonna like talk her way into some other relationship with some other dude. But the thing is, is eventually or initially it was gonna be like three to six months. But this judge was pissed about it and he wanted to like set a standard. Like, if you're gonna sit here and try to do all these like little crimes, even though it's like it's hard to. It's it's like not a crime, but it's a yeah, but it's crime. But so he wanted her to get like as much as she could get with that like plea deal. Like you're still gonna get this much. Yeah, because real kidnapping victims, and now we're gonna have police that are gonna second guess their story. And they wasted all this. I mean, this was how many years? Twenty sixteen, twenty eight years. <laughs> I cannot. Mm-hmm. And that's the damn story of Sherry with her eating her damn papini. Panini. Papini. Panini and Papini. <sighs> I was real stressed out watching this girl in this video, and y'all need to go watch the 2020 episode. It's called Up and Van... Is that called Up and Vanish? No, Vanishing Act. It's called uh, It's called Vanishing Act. Of the 2020 episode is? Yes. Did it just come out? It just was... Yeah, like a couple weeks ago. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was wondering I mean, why this Nancy is all, Grace was talking about it. Yes, yes. So it's all pretty fresh and... It's kind of why I wanted to talk about it because it was, it's almost just like too crazy, like too far fetched to Mm-mm. think it could even be legit. But listen, just go to show you that these people will do some crazy things. Let's talk about, okay, so she blamed two Mexican women. And we were, I was listening to it on, I think, Nancy. And she was like, this reminds me. Joe Moore, Joseph Scott Morgan uh, or whatever. Joe Scott Morgan, yeah. yes, body bags. She was like, this reminds me of Susan Smith. Oh, yes. And she blamed the black guy, but it reminded me of Casey Anthony. Jody Arias. Well, she said Jody Ari- oh. Arias, but Casey Anthony, remember the Hispanic Zanny oh, the Nanny? Zanny the Nanny. Or Puerto Rican Zanny yes. the Nanny. It's I- like when a, when a white girl gets desperate... They know, let me just take all this pressure just, off of me. Why do they always want to blame like the Mexican, a Mexican woman? Or a black ma- or a black male. Because it's believable. It's usually a white guy that does it. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the whole thing. Listen, the mo- <laughs> what what gets me the most about this is how she beat it, beat it, beat herself up, put herself on fire basically with branding. Like, I don't understand how you can do that. Like, I get, I don't, I mean, I get people self-harm, but this isn't like, I don't know. I guess it is self-harming. And then you didn't even get laid. Like, you did all this. I know, you didn't get the D. You didn't even get the D. I I 
am uh, not impressed. I'm not impressed. You know what? If you're going to do all this, at least get the D. Get a sex swing. I don't know. Go do something fun. Go roll around in a pool of lube and I, do a wrestling, <laughs> naked wrestling. I don't know. Do something fun. I, I, I know, would understand fun, it more if she had like a... Are we going to basically go to a porn podcast right now? Because I'm okay with that. I'm here for it. Cheers. But I would, it would make more sense to me if she had like a great rendezvous with her ex-boyfriend and like like got her needs fulfilled. Have a threesome. Can't. Go get, add a female in there. Then make up a lie, right? To cover up your toe. Go on OnlyFans with your feet, girl. But she didn't, there's nothing to cover up. Have somebody suck on your toes. (laughs) <laughs> there's nothing to cover up so i just don't even understand it pisses me off i know you know she created a lie just to create a lie not even to cover up a lie i just don't understand why there was no sex involved i'm, I'm really disappointed about that sherry sherry Papini. sherry if you're listening right now why weren't you dtf the for the real the original DTF. Why were you not original DTF. Why were you not the original DTF? We're pissed and we think that you need to come on the show. Can you call God, in Sherry. before you go to jail? Papini. Okay, Panini, can you please give us a call? One eight hundred bloody happy hour. So you can reach us. Or message us or actually just send us a Venmo and in the caption of the Venmo say, hey, this is Sherry Papini and the key is under the flower pot. <laughs> oh, this is Deborah Collier. Never mind. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't with this. I can't. I, I can't. But I know it's I. What do you think is going to happen to her in jail? Do you think how many people are going to try to go down on her and suck her toes? No. None of them. Were they going to try to stick a broomstick in her butt? She's going to get out. She's going to write a book like um, Casey, right? Casey's trying to write a book. Anthony. Oh, this bitch. Nobody's picking that up. Jodi Arias. What did she do the same thing? I don't. Is she still she's trying to write a book? Is she not? I don't know. We got to do Jodi. She is a treasure. Who does she blame? She blamed a Mexican what? Girl? Boy? She just said it Ninjas? wasn't her. She changed her story like 14 times. Okay. But Casey Anthony is trying to write a book, but I don't think anybody's going to pick up her book or her Netflix story because the last I heard is that whenever she was like talking to them about it, like she will stop and be like, no, 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 we're doing this instead. And they're like, no, we're not doing that. And then it fizzles out. But I think that maybe a really, really fat lady will get roomed with Panini. Oh. And like will fart around her and like smell bad and won't shower and will just make her life so completely miserable. And she'll file a whole bunch of complaints. And then Keith is going she to, to. She can't go to jail because she's vegan. Isn't she the one that said that? Oh my gosh, she was. Was it that her who she said she couldn't be in? Because I'm I'm gluten free. <laughs> she couldn't like, eat I the can't food. Go to jail. I can't eat. The, yeah. Well, you know what? You didn't eat. For, eat. You didn't eat for three weeks. So <laughs> maybe bye. sixty-four pounds. May. Oh, y'all. I hope you're as pissed as I am. Keith, if you're out there and you're listening, I just need to tell you, just grow one ball and it'll be okay. And you're going to get through this. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you have two little pinnies running around. 
Change, Keith, change your last name. Yeah, just, just let's start with that. Start new. Change those kids' last just, name. Actually, just, t- just turn gay. That's where you need to go. Listen, dads, if you have a stay-at-home mom that sends the kids to daycare, that's a red flag. Every day, red flag. She really don't want to be a mom. She just wants to stay at home, and the kids are in the way. So she's either going to kill the kids or she's going to fake a kidnapping and blame it on all the Mexican women. But if you are working and you can't afford to have a wife who is a stay-at-home mom, you can call me. <laughs> I will stay at home and be your mommy. Call. You can go be... Mommy.com? No, you can be Wanna Keith's be a- and Sherry's yeah, k- listen, stepmommy. I thought about that. He wasn't cute enough. He just looks too much like that dude from Adam Sandler movies. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and he cries right. a little too much. He's probably real boring in bed. I can't handle that. That one's a good story. I know. Yay, everybody. Yay, yay, yay. So all you new listeners out there, you're welcome. Go rate, review, and subscribe. Only tells good things. And um, I don't think I said like that much. So you're welcome. And that's it. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We're everywhere. We're kind of a big deal. We're on the back of cars already. We got stickers on people's mailboxes. I don't know everything. So thanks for listening. Thanks, especially you veteran listeners. We love y'all so much. We love you. Love Send your it show. To a couple friends. And don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always be DTF. Down to find the murderer. Down to find, but also be the other DTF so that you don't fake a kidnapping. Bye, y'all. Uh-uh. ASMR He's fired. <laughs> Done. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.